0: Side by we will fight our battles to the end, and we'll surely leave our march. With the tigers of the VFL, and we we'll sing in harmony. With the tigers bold in black and gold, with the Hi and welcome to the Big W podcast. My name's Kevin Hillier and the Worreby Football Club is getting ready for a big uh, 2021 season and we're going to preview a little bit of that with some terrific news about one of our star players uh, coming up in just a moment and also speak to one of the absolute superstars of this football club. Uh, Many, many years ago, uh, he he held sway on the the best day that this football club has ever experienced, uh, the 1993 Grand Final. That's coming up shortly too. But uh, thanks to our terrific podcast, partners Corio Waste, a family owned and operated business that have been great supporters of our footy club and uh, we'd love you to support them. Uh, Simply give them a buzz on 1300 267 4696 and it's coriowm.com.au to ABC Homes, the Australian building company. uh, They are open for business as you would understand with Display Villages and you can jump on their website abchomes.com.au and find out all the details you need to know. The Bendigo Bank our banking partners right there in Watton Street. How could you miss them at number four uh, they'll look after you with uh, if you're in the market for a home loan. If you if you're changing, if you're looking at refinancing some areas of uh, of your uh, particular financial structure, they're the people to talk to. The Bendigo Bank, good people, and of course KFC. Well, who doesn't love KFC and a 10% discount for members? So thanks to our podcast partners. Let's get stuck into it uh, for another episode of the Big W Podcast. And today we're speaking to a man I'm very happy to say has uh, just re-signed with the club, is committed for 2021, and we're loving the fact that Tommy Gribble will be back at Avalon Airport Oval. The question that obviously all the Werribee supporters want to know is are you fit and healthy and well? Uh,
1: yeah, nah, the body's uh, good, Careful, I sort of throughout COVID didn't do... Much mate, I um, yeah, I wasn't doing a whole week's work, um, and I think I sort of focused on my career a little bit more throughout last year. So, um, not that I let myself go, but the body feels fresh, and uh, yeah, I've had, a, had plenty of time off, so uh, touching wood at the moment, there's no injuries or anything like that, and feeling pretty fit, yeah.
0: Was it a good opportunity to get uh, kind of all the niggles and the sore spots out of your body?
1: Uh, yeah, for sure. Um, I mean, I didn't have any niggles post 2019. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, yeah, I didn't have any niggles post 2019, which was good. Um, had a good pre season last year. Um, felt good during practice games. So it wasn't as if I was carrying anything, but um, yeah, I think the body's sort of better for it, for having a year off. Albeit you don't really want to have a year
0: off, <laughs> it must have been strange because football's been such a part of your life for you know for so many years, and year after year you've been playing and playing. To have a year where you just didn't play any football after the uh, after sort of March must have felt really strange to you.
1: Um, yeah, I mean, I, I, I had a, a, well, I missed a whole year with injury in really my second year at work in 2015, so oh, I felt as though too. Probably yeah, equipped me well to, to handle a year of no football. Um, but yeah, I mean, it, it still sucks. Um, and what could have been last year? Who knows? But um, yeah, I was I was okay with no footy being played. Um, Although you want to prefer to you, you prefer to play. Um, but yeah, I, I didn't. I didn't um, find it stressful or it didn't dishearten me in any way. Um, And my my brother was going through an ACL as well, so it was a good uh, good time for him to rehab and not miss any footy either in that regard. So, um, yeah, I I, I was all right. with was not playing it, mate. Yeah, a year off before it probably helped me. It's probably helped me in the long run.
0: Well, in terms of the mental freshness, did it? Did it uh, sort of? Not that you probably needed it, because at the end of twenty nineteen, after the year you had and winning the winning the lister and stuff, you probably would have been absolutely raring to go for twenty twenty.
1: Yeah, look, I was um, I was pretty keen to get stuck into twenty twenty. Kev. I'm not going to lie, um, but yeah, like a mental freshness does sort of does sort of help. But yeah, I was I was pretty ready to go to, for for twenty twenty. But yeah, it is what it is, mate.
0: Yeah. What about 2021? Uh, how's how's – sort of, I mean, as one of the old stages now, approaching the 100-game mark and all that, uh, how are you feeling about heading into this season with the few changes yeah. that have happened at, at Werribee uh, in the in the time?
1: Um, yeah, obviously there's been a few changes that have gone on, but, I mean, the club hasn't really changed too much as a whole. Um, the VFL's had some different things thrown out with uh, with rule changes and, and whatnot. Um, and a different landscape in terms of who we play, um, but in terms of the actual club, it doesn't feel any different with Micka Barlow taking over as coach. Um, but yeah, looking looking forward to looking forward to twenty twenty one and and what it brings, mate.
0: Um, uh, tell me about your kind of, I guess, your time with uh, with Choco and uh, the the influence that he had on you in the in the short time that you you played under him.
1: Yeah. it was... Um, Absolutely love Choco, so um, got off to a bit of a rocky start with him, but um, oh, by the end, uh, um, there was a, there was a, um, there's definitely a mutual respect there, I think. Um, and Yeah, absolutely love Choco, so I, I would say he's probably the best coach I've had um, and definitely got the best out of me. Um, in the years that I've been playing footy, so um, no disrespect to the other coaches prior to Choco, but yeah, yeah he's um, he, he's going to be at a loss um, for sure. But again, it feels like a seamless transition with Nick Barlow taking over at the at the reins or at home. So yeah,
0: when well, you mentioned that uh, the start of the relationship with Choco was that because he challenged you, or was that just because there was a changing of the garden? There was a a new uh, you know a new sheriff in town, so to speak.
1: Um, yeah, interesting one. What like you raised—the uh, the mental freshness thing before—and yeah. um, I mean, I probably was in a transition phase in my life in terms of. Um, work, full-time work, starting and and all that sort of stuff. And, you know, throughout pre-season, it was my first pre-season, engaging in full-time work um, up in Melbourne while still living in Geelong. So I had plenty going on in my life in terms of priorities and and what I wanted to do um, and working through that mentally. Um, And then it almost seemed like a bit of a chore at certain stages going to training. Um, Not going to lie there. Um,
0: Fair enough.
1: But... Yeah, it. it uh, yeah, it was probably finding my love for the game again, and I mean, Choco being a big personality came in and challenged me a little bit in that regard, um, and then me being me, I sort of turned my nose up at it initially, but then, uh, yeah, he, he got me on board, and once we sort of started playing footy and playing games, and you know, not not what he saw, just purely coming down to training. Um, yeah, it was, uh, it was smooth sailing from then on once I sort of... I proved myself to him, which everyone sort of needed to do. Um, we all start from an even even playing field and same goes this year with Mick Barlow. So, um, yeah, it was probably a little bit more my end that I, I needed to buy in a little bit more and, and work through a different phase in my life more than anything.
0: Did he open up an area of your game that you didn't know you had in you? Uh, no, I think... Um,
1: one common denominator throughout my game has probably been my ball-winning ability throughout any level I've sort of played. Um, I guess the thing that's always been put on me and people challenge me with is my disposal and my kicking um, and Choco's, I think what he just brought was first of all, he put a lot of time into me as a player with my kicking um, and certainly put the heat on me. Um, and invested in me a hell of a lot. Um, So I think, and he just knew how to coach me in terms of what I was mechanically doing wrong or whether it was decision making. So giving me a bit of clarity in my head with my decision making, but also then refining my technique a little bit with my sticking to bring it up to a certain level. Um, And then, I went from a player who might, you know, handball 20 times a game and kick it 10 times to to getting an even split or um, kicking the ball more and being more damaging with my disposals. So um, there was certainly a twofold effect, I think. But, yeah, I think he just knew how to coach me and improve me in that area. Um, And that, yeah, and that was probably what it came down to in the end, just being a little bit more damaging with my disposals rather than just, you know, finding, being able to find the footy.
0: Isn't it interesting that you're in a, in a system, a second-tier system, you know, just a, a, a bees away from uh, from the top level and uh, you've still got technical things you can work on. It's a bit like a golfer with his golf swing, isn't it?
1: Um, yeah, I think – yeah, for sure, a little bit, I suppose. Um, I guess cut players at the top level certainly aren't perfect. Yep. Um, so – there's, there's hardly a perfect footballer out there. So, I mean, it, it, whether it's across state league level or AFL footy or local footy, there's players always who can who can be improve, uh, improving. Um, and, you know, my area is probably my technical, or my technique with my kicking um, years gone by. So, yeah, I, I don't think anyone, even at AFL level, would be thinking that they're a perfect player or have technical... Um, quality right across the board, there's always deficiencies that can be worked on.
0: You mentioned the rule changes and the and the change in the competition. Um, uh, what's your thoughts on the fact that it'll be a 22-team competition and it's going to look a hell of a lot different to the last one you played in in
1: 2019? Um, yeah, 22-team comp, interesting. I don't really have an issue with it, to be honest. Um, well, it's probably not the not the rules I've got an issue with. <laughs> um, is. If we want to go there, um, we're, we're told who we play and that's who we play. Um, it doesn't really change anything in terms of the way we play or or anything like that um, or the end product. Um, so I don't necessarily have an issue with, yeah, playing the interstate teams um, at all. Uh, if anything, it provides a new challenge, you know, tra- uh, travelling and all that sort of stuff. And, um gives you a bit of, you know, I guess um extra motivation to ensure that a VFL squad doesn't go and lose to an equal team, if I'm being brutally honest. Because the fact of the matter is we shouldn't. Um and and that's the way it is. No no shying away from that. So um yeah, it'll be interesting. Um there's other rule changes in place. Um I probably don't comment on those, Kev.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no. Wise, very diplomatic move,
1: there. Uh, otherwise, uh, Mark Penaluna might uh, be on the blower to me within the next five minutes. Hey, Saying, "What are you doing?" The, si- <laughs> the
0: sirens are already sounding, Tom. Um, have, you, have you have you set yourself some goals for for, for this season? In, in you know, on the back of. Uh, what 2019 brought for you personally, and brought for the team. I mean, just a, a kick away from from uh, taking it to the to the next step in terms of you know maybe getting back into a grand final type of scenario. Have you have you set yourself yeah. some goals for this this coming season?
1: Um, it's an interesting one, I reckon, because for me personally, last year or going into last year, the goals are probably a little bit different to what they are this year. Um, as strange as that sounds, albeit our last game was still. In 2019, um, in 2020, you know, I wanted to continue the momentum that I had and we had as a club, mm. um, and, and and look at that that next step. But I think we got to me myself personally, as well as the playing group, have got to strip, strip our goals right back um, on a personal and team um, team front. Uh, for me personally, it's about um, starting the year off well um, because you know we haven't played footy in. 15 months however long it is it's longer than that 18 months so um, you know always finding that footy the footy now and the way of the game the way you should play the game and what works for you in game and what doesn't work for you in game we've got to find that all again we've got to find our form all that sort of stuff um, and I think as a team we've got to strip it right back and say well hang on there's been a year between drinks um, teams have evolved lists have changed um, a hell of a lot um, there's new teams in the comp I think rather than you know think big picture yeah we want to make it to a pro league or, or a grand final and go better than what we did the year before let's just focus on making finals um, there's yeah there's a higher percentage or a lower percentage of teams that make finals out of the competition now with the uh, with the influx of teams. So I think everyone's got to strip it right back. Um, I'm just focused on, you know, the first three rounds of footy, making sure I'm right physically um, and then going from there and, and building into the year. So, because um, I know in 2019, I started slow. So... Um, getting off to a good start has been a bit of a challenge for me previously and yeah, just looking to strip it right back and keep it pretty simple, mate.
0: How is uh, how is life uh, in terms of uh, your work life? How's that going? Is that good?
1: Uh, yeah, work life's uh, good, mate. Um, I've just started a new role same company. Um, so, I'm just in the insurance industry um, with QBE, so I've just started a new role, which is which is good. Um, it's been very stimulating early days. So I'm only one and a half weeks into that, but um, yeah, yeah, everything's going well in terms of work life, um, work life balance.
0: Climbing that corporate ladder very quickly, Tom. <laughs>
1: yeah, that's uh, it's a never-ending ladder, mate. So I'm not <laughs> sure I'll reach the top of it. But uh, yeah, just trying to trying to improve myself. Um, in my career as well.
0: Made a tough year for you personally off off the field um, uh, with your family. Uh, how's is that? Is that um, is that something that you've you've sort of settled down with now?
1: Um, yeah, obviously an absolutely shocking year. Um, but yeah, you, you, I mean the hard times probably come now more so than. Uh, more so than during that time. I yeah. think when, you, when you're when you going through that sort of stuff, you try and soak up as much time as possible and you don't think about the end result, um, albeit it was pretty inevitable towards the end there. So, um, yeah, you, you can never brace yourself for what, for what comes after that sort of stuff. Um, but in saying that, I think the fact that a timeline was put out there in terms of the expectation for us, Helped me sort of process it in my head um, about what was coming, um, and but yeah, it's you know little milestones are going to come along here and there, or um, little moments in life such as playing the first first game of footy without dad there. Um, you know, all those things present a challenge, um, and it only gets harder from here on in more more so than easy. But in terms of the family and stuff, we're going okay, um, as dad said before he passed away. And um, we've still got a life to live, um, so you know you got to soldier on because life doesn't stop for anyone, unfortunately. Yeah. Um, so yeah, my my concerns probably sit with more so with mum than myself or the other two siblings um, because she's going to do it the hardest. So, but other than that, yeah, it's it's going it's going as good as good as can be, mate.
0: And we'll be keeping our own younger brother too. He um, he's obviously a a football talent of the future.
1: Yeah, so with the new rules of under-22s and stuff like that, um, feeling a certain quota of those, um, there's going to be an opportunity there for him. Um, So he's been training. um, He's coming back from an ACL, so he's been doing a bit of rehab stuff. Um, But, yeah, he's he's a good talent, um, and he'll tell you that as well. Um, (laughs) But, no, it'll be good. So it presents a a great opportunity to possibly play with him I mean we haven't played with each other before obviously being um, oh god I'm eight years older than him. so um, yeah it'll be a pretty special one when that happens um, so yeah definitely one to keep an eye on mate hopefully hopefully, we have to see a few games from him
0: absolutely good on you Tom appreciate your time mate good luck for the 2021 thanks, season looking forward to watching the action again soon thanks
1: Kev see you soon mate
0: the reigning liston medalist Tommy Gribble, who's uh, suiting up again uh, for 2021, and we look forward to seeing Tommy take that uh, that next step. A terrific season he had in 2019, and I'm sure he's going to build on it in 2021. Now let's uh, take you back now, little nostalgia for our Big W podcast. And today we're speaking to the man who had that uh, great privilege and pleasure of holding the premiership cup aloft in 1993. I'm of course talking about one of the most popular blokes to have ever been at Avalon Airport Oval, and that's the one only, Donald McDonald. Donald McDonald, welcome to the Big W podcast.
2: Thanks, Kev. Lovely to be on board with you, mate.
0: Uh, Now, you've you've been doing a little bit of uh, work behind the scenes at uh, at the Werribee Footy Club of recent times. Tell us a little bit about uh, what you can tell us about that.
2: Yeah, uh, Mark Peneluna and Martin Carter approached me about seeing if I could help um, the club out in choosing their next coach after the sudden departure of Mark Williams, which was, which was fine. And for more reports, you know, Mark has done an amazing job with the club and, you know, we're in good nick. But obviously with the uh, year off the COVID, we wanted to make sure we got a a really good replacement. We had a really good field, So I just jumped on board and helped uh, sit through all the interviews and and the decision-making process. So that was really good. Culminated in, in, in Mickey Barlow being appointed as senior coach. And then with Stewie's, resignation as footy manager and young Hamish has jumped in and done a terrific job uh, but I think it's pretty incumbent upon the club to just to see if you know what what was out there I think Hamish should be the first to admit he's still uh, an inexperienced footy manager but however he's done a terrific job so he was a, he's been a really good candidate as well so we've gone through a similar process and the club advertised the position you know we've gone through the interview process and now we're just going to um, tidy up on a few things and hopefully the club will be in a position to make an appointment with the next fortnight so I've just been helping um, club out with that which has been terrific for me Yeah, so um, and hopefully good for the club
0: because, I mean, your time at the club, uh, a lot of things changed. A lot of things were introduced in your time at the club that I think people uh, overlook. I mean, Nick Walsh and in a role the, in the community area came in when you were general manager of the club because you weren't only the, the premiership coach, you also were the general manager. And, uh, and that, yeah. uh, at that stage, general manager was a very broad uh, title uh, description.
2: Well, in those days, yeah, Walshy well, well, she jumped on board and he was the uh, footy manager and he was actually helping out Greg Walsh, as it's time, like Turtle. Yep. So, uh, I think Walsh well, he might have even been before Turtle. So when, when Turtle was the GM, I was his coach. Then when Turtle left, um, you know, Ivo took it on board. Brucey Combin had it for a while. And then not, uh, Brucey, uh, yeah, Jack Combin took it on board. Johnny Combin, sorry. Yep. But Johnny took it on board. And then, um, you know, we were at a bit of a, a loose end there for a little while, so I jumped on board as GM and coached with an unbelievable learning experience. It's funny when you fast track it to now, you know, the club is such a bigger organisation yeah. and we have, um, you know, the relationship with the, um, you know, the the, the the club, the Tigers club, and then we've got uh, such a big presence in the community, you know, playing at a really good level, the facilities, you know, having Mark as their CEO, and providing unbelievable stability for such a long time. and. Yeah, like now they've got the, a footy manager and a full time coach. Where well, I suppose if you think about it, in the old days it was just me and uh, yeah. Lynn was our Lynn was our part time. Um, she did a terrific job. Lynn Wood did a terrific job in the um, in the role of secretary of the club. But the funny thing is, you know, uh, one thing that's really been apparent even through these processes that we've done in the last two yeah you know, last month in terms of getting a coach and a, and a footy manager, the relationship with the community. Uh, hasn't changed, and yeah. I think you know the support of your sponsors and uh, your players and their parents and you know everyone that that tight. You know people like yourself. You know, like done an unbelievable job in marketing the club, and you know I think that um, that that strong community spirit is still prevalent today, wherever than want it was. When I was there, and the only difference is the other, there's a few more resources involved now.
0: Yeah, and it's a different place when you, when you drive through the front gate. Uh, but do you still kind of get little pangs of what it was like back in the, back in the early part of the 90s when you, when you drive down uh, past the swimming pool and look over? I know, I know the, the, the oval doesn't look any different, but certainly the, uh, you know, the facilities do. But do you still get a little pang of that early 90s when you drive in?
2: I, even when I drove in 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 the early nineties, like it was still an impressive club because we still had the social club and you know a fantastic facility there, you know behind the glass and the coaching, you know our own coaches box and you know so you know the rooms were were were, were really good for our level and then yep. but I think the way it's evolved it's been unbelievable. I mean the job that everyone's done uh, in getting the conditions that they've got now, the facilities are first class and, and I know there's plans of foot working closely with the cricket club to um, get the cricket club's own facility because our next step I think is to have your own ground. Yep. And um, you know, like we know that COVID's pulled things up at the moment, but I think if are still aspires to have the best facilities, best training facilities and that, that includes an Oval, um, you know, they're gonna be really well placed going on in the future. But for me it's been a um unbelievable trip down memory lane because I mean again, like I suppose, the people um, are still involved with the club and um, that's made it so much easier for me to really just enjoy any time I have when I come back to the club.
0: Yeah. Uh, and I do believe, uh, uh, I've got it on good authority, that the, you, you're putting the boots back on and going for a run again in the in the very near future.
2: Well, I tell you what, Kev, I just hope the boys' skills a little bit better than where they were when I was playing because if there's any half volleys thrown at me, I, I don't think it's going to be a uh, pretty sight to see me bend over and pick a footy up. So if anyone kicks the ball to me, if it's not laces out, um, someone's going to be backing me up.
0: <laughs> now, the pass players are uh, coming down to have a little bit of a – a lot of clubs do this, and I think it's a, a terrific idea. Basically, the pass players, uh, the invitation is come down, have a kick with the, with the current players, and we'll uh, have a bit of a run around, and then we'll have a barbecue after.
2: Yeah, look, it's an unbelievable initiative. Um, I even remember years ago when I was footy manager, when I was CM and, and coach, you know, trying to get players out of North Shore, who were the powerhouse in the Geelong Football League, in those days was, was near impossible. And I remember their past players used to have a run with the current players on a Sunday morning and then have a couple of beers with them. But their, their culture and that connection with their past is huge. Yeah. I think it's a great initiative for... The current rugby administration will be doing, it. and I know Mickey Bolo's, is, you know, really keen. And it's awesome to see the current players want to reach out and connect with the past because, you know, one day these boys will be all past players. Yeah. And I think if you can um, reach out and connect with them, I know it's fantastic for the past because, you know, we wore the jumper and we wore it with a lot of pride. And um, it would be awesome just to mix with the current boys.
0: Yep, Wilson, Williams, Party, McDonald. Oh, Jesus, it's, it's an awesome lineup.
2: <laughs> well, i tell you what, it's good that it's on a Wednesday night yeah. and not a post-game, Kev, because we might be there for a day or two. <laughs> and I think they might have thought, oh, this is a bad idea, especially getting Blake's white leather party back at the club. Um, he might uh, be chewing Blake's ears off until four in the morning. Yeah, but uh No, like, it's a great initiative. And, you know, wherever he's been, well, I think we've done a really good job anyway with the way we've connected with the past players over the journey anyway. And I think this is just another layer on top. So, yeah, really looking forward to catching up with everyone.
0: It is made easier when you have a number of premierships. I and mean, we've only got the, the one uh, senior premiership. But, uh, uh, yeah, the connection with the with the past players is, uh, is certainly something that Mick Barlow has identified as something he wants to build this group of players uh, in with the past players, which I think is a really good initiative from Mick.
2: Well, I think that um, sometimes it's a bit overrated, the premierships. I mean, yeah, you love you'd love to be lucky enough to be at a club when they've won premierships. But I know when I coached the boys in the, in, in the you know, mid to late 90s and we didn't win premierships, but a lot of those boys are still around the club. And Jamie Taylor, who's on the committee, I mean, Taylor was around our footy club in those days. And there's so many guys that I've connected with since that that didn't play in a premiership. And I know the boys, you know, throughout the 2000s and 2010s, you know, they're all those Werribee guys have got a, straight, a strong bond. They didn't play in a premiership, but – I reckon it's a great call by Mick to, to reach out and get them all back because you don't know, you know, like some of the boys, the current players, might be looking for jobs. The past players might be in a situation to help people yeah. out. So I think it's there's so many there's so many win-win opportunities with this with this whole process.
0: Hey, uh, I know we're going to see you at Avalon Airport over uh, uh, when you can during the season. What's your footy involvement yep. for 2021?
2: So I'm involved. I've been coaching um, Avondale Heights in the Eastern District Football League and. We had a couple of Werribee boys in our list, which was fantastic. And Avondale people are awesome people out there, but it was just a bit far from where I live, and the coaching was pretty full on. Because I still do a little bit at North Melbourne with our coterie group. So um, an opportunity came up to support a young fella who's now Mark called Mark now who's coaching Old Scotch, who are being promoted to the Premier League and the Amateurs. So um, so yeah, look, it's, that's going to keep me on my toes, yeah. and you know, hopefully, I can. You know, do a little bit of bit of stuff with um, with wherever where I can help out. And uh, Luke, my young bloke, and I, who's another wherever player, we yes. uh, we we jumped in and got a corporate suite at the MCG. So we so we've got a bit of work to do, Kev, but it'll be a very full on football year, mate.
0: So if anyone's looking for a wonderful experience at the MCG, they should contact you or Luke, and uh, you can you can do it in style.
2: Yes, yes, we we've uh, we've been lucky enough to get a a 12 seater, So, um, you oh, know, nice. both Luke and I can host it if we need to. So, um, yeah, we're really looking forward to it. Anyone's interested. I'm thinking you can even contact Penna at the club. I mean, Mark will have all our details. So, uh yeah, as a couple of old Werribee past players, mate, we'd um, <laughs> love to help out the current Werribee people. <laughs> uh, the
0: the younger of those two Werribee past players had a uh, had a terrific year in uh, in twenty twenty in uh, winning the the BNF. Uh, he's uh, he's he's gone on to good things uh, since uh, since he left Avalon Airport over. I think we all knew that was going to happen.
2: Yeah, I think we. You know, I think he's he's always had the ability, but I think. Even a year at Werribee was awesome for him, just to play with men, you know. And um, mm. you know, just really fast tracked him. And I know with my connection with the club, I think he always had in his blood. Days he, he was pretty excited to go and play a year at the at the at Werribee. And now he's had a really good career at North. And um, you know, even though it was a really tough year for the club last year, it was terrific that Luke could stand up, you know, yeah. when he needed to. And you know, hopefully, he can really build on that because. You know, footy clubs need their better players to perform at a consistent level, and if he can do that, I'm sure um, you know North will go all right. So, uh, but he's um, no, like he's he, he's going all right, mate. So, uh, no, as they say, one game at a time.
0: Yeah, it. no, he's a <laughs> terrific young man. He was uh, he was great uh, in his time at Werribee. And you never know; at the end of the North Melbourne days, he might come back and and uh, have a bit of a kick on the old oval. That'd be it'd be nice to see another McGinnie oh, run around oh, again.
2: No. It would be nice, though. So, um, you never know what happens down the track.
0: Absolutely. Hey, look forward to seeing you, and I use the term loosely, running around on the 3rd of March.
2: <laughs> yeah, power walking,
0: that's <laughs> And uh, no, always good to catch up, Donald. Thanks for your time, mate.
2: Nice, Kev. Good on you, mate.
0: My thanks to Tommy Gribble, my thanks to Donald McDonald. Don't forget that date uh, where the uh, past players are coming down to have a bit of a kick and a run-around, and I use the term run-around loosely, is March 3rd. So there'll be details across all our social media platforms and on the website, so make sure. If you can, get down and uh, share a, a laugh and a, and a bit of a, a g'day with uh, the current group of players that we've got and with some of our past players by all means, so you're invited to come down and join us. Hope you enjoyed this edition of the Big W Podcast. My thanks to our terrific podcast partner partners, Corio Waste, that's WM.com.au. ABC Homes, the Australian building company, 131 828. 828- abchomes.com.au The Bendigo Bank our uh, terrific banking partners at 42 Watton Street and of course down in the team at KFC with a 10% discount uh, for members you can uh, you can order on the app so do it that way. Uh, hope to see you soon at uh, Avalon Airport Oval don't forget check out all our social media platforms you'll find out exactly what's happening around the club. Take care look after yourself and go the big W. They're the Tigers bold and black and gold, where the-